This is HPR episode 2261 entitled HPR Community News for March 2017 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 70 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in March 2017. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio Community News, this time for March 2017. Joining me tonight is... Hi everybody, it's Dave Morris. Hi Dave, how are you? I'm great, thanks. You uh... survived the stupidity that is the summertime, wintertime thing? <laughs> I hate it. I really hate it, yeah. I, I haven't adjusted yet. Pointless. <laughs> anyway, pick one. Uh, pick summertime, I think, myself personally, and stick with it. But anyway, I shan't go into that. If anyone wants to go in and do an episode on summertime, wintertime, why it's a great idea, that would be awesome, um, as it's pointless. They reckon, Dave, $4 either way is the difference per household. $4. It's either one way or the other. Why bother? Why go through all of this? I know. It's it's an archaic thing, isn't it? It's about farmers going out in the fields and stuff No, like that. Dave, it's not. Farmers well, shouldn't the... give a rat's ass because no, the cows no, I know. know when but dawn that's... is. <laughs> I should do an excuse. episode on it. Actually. Well, yeah, yeah. Because it it's still trotted out as the excuse. I've heard it. Yes, I know. But uh, I know from being a farmer, the cows, if uh, the cows don't have a clock in the barn going, woohoo! It's an hour later this morning. Better hold up this milk for an hour. No, they continue to uh, expect you to arrive at the same time. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. I've said before, my cat, my daughter trained the cat to expect a treat at nine o'clock every evening, and she is totally messed up. She knows what time it is, but but she doesn't know about DST, obviously. But, uh, yeah, stupid, stupid. Anyway, let's remind everybody what HPR is. Dave? Tell us what HPR is. <laughs> it's a crowdsourced podcast network. Yes. And if anyone wants to do a series of shows on tell us what HPR is, that would be awesome. Yes, that will, I agree. I agree. Because it is a sort of strange thing. It's hard to get it in a in a one minute, um, you know, a elevator pitch for what HPR is. We're the longest running community crowdsource podcast network in existence. We're probably the only community crowdsource podcast network that's in existence. Yes, yes. But anyway, yes, there's we, a lot more to it, as you say, yes. We will talk about that later. Joining us this month were... Right, we had Bob Junkman. I think he's... 
I think it's J-Rub and Yonkman. Yeah, yeah. And we had Eine Biene, which means what a B, I believe, in One B, yeah. But the sound of it, yeah. If it's anything like Dutch. I'm just finishing off a sandwich here, so <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, lucky you. I haven't started my <laughs> dinner yet. Anyway, the first show, anyway, this show, HBR Community News, is a show that we put on once a month to uh, basically go through all the shows that have happened in the last month, um, give everybody a little bit of feedback, because that's one thing that we do know uh, encourages people to do more shows. And it's also a way of bringing people up to speed on what's going on on the mailing list and the comments and stuff because not everybody subscribed to those so just to give you an idea we have about sixteen thousand people who subscribe to the daily feed and there's less than a hundred on the mailing list and it's the mailing list where we make decisions anybody can join that it's quiet most of the time until it's not quiet and then it's a bit busy for a while and then it's quiet again um and the comment feed is available under subscribe as well, where you can get uh, feeds to um, feedback from the comment system, especially if you're a host or a new host, you should subscribe to that one as well. So the first show was GNU Oc Part 6, and this is a series, joint series that's been done by um, Dave and also by... Be easy. Be easy, yes. It was on yes. the tip of my tongue. Thanks, Dave. And a excellent series. I tried to get through this one, Dave, without referring to the notes because I think it's um, important to know. But I must say I did have a, a quick peek just to make sure that I was following what was being said. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, the, the notes are there really as a, as a fallback and as a reference for the future and that sort of stuff. That's why I like to make them fairly comprehensive. Yeah, it's no harm. I always think it's no harm, especially with the... I could follow it, but some of the uh, explanations, is no harm to go through these notes because uh, why not, is what I say, why not. And also regular expressions read out to you don't necessarily latch into your brains. It's good to see them if you can. Yep, exactly. Um, so the following day was a show that uh, I really needed to know, uh, but actually hadn't didn't know i needed to know it until afterwards hold on let's just check to see if there was any comments in your previous episode no people no comments on dave's episodes come on leave comments they're Mickey, stunned got nothing yes, to say they're stunned <laughs> into silence <laughs> um making jerky jezra goes about the process of making jerky and i was really glad to see this because i have no idea what jerky is so this forced me to actually figure out what jerky was. Yes, yes. I, I did know what it was, uh, but I've never never been motivated to, to make it. So it's quite interesting to hear that. I just knew it was like a, a cowboy thing. Let's get some jerky and beans and, you know, ride them there, prairies and stuff. Yes, yes. I'm afraid that um, my uh, reaction was to sort of question, well, how how, not, not hygienic, but meat contains parasites <laughs> and i'm always a bit nervous about parasites so I'd, I'd like to know that the parasites that they could be in there were all dead but i'm sure they were but it just just bothers me very slightly it's just just, just one of my my foibles but is the meat not cooked first no or was it's it just dried it's raw and dried yeah. yeah i think if you the commercial ones they they um do some sort of flash heating 
very very quick heating in in some some mechanism but i've not really looked into it in detail mm. do you want to uh, go through the comments please Yes, indeed. Um, so we had one comment from Operator who says, yum, hacking meat. I just got like four pounds of deer meat. Teriyaki Alton Brown, he says. <laughs> to which Jezra replies, that sounds amazing. Do you know if it's a doe or a buck? Uh, no and he didn't reply to that, Jess. There was no answer, no. And uh, Ina Bina says, hmm, sounds great. HPR accepts no responsibility for anyone dying as advice from any of the shows. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't listen to me anyway. What do I know? Exactly. Amateur Radio Roundtable. Oh, wow, was I waiting for this. And they delivered. Yes, they did. I have a few shows lined up for to go into this as well. What did they cover, Dave? There was four, five different people on. I won't go through the, um, the thingy. Brief description of uh, how to get into um, ham radio uh, from an American's perspective. Uh, at least, do you need a license? Yes, you absolutely do. If you want to join the roundtable, as David Whitman says in the comments, ham radio roundtable, nice show. I hope there are many more. I would like to ask you for a dedicated explanation of how the length of a frequency is measured, two meters. What frequency is most powerful? How modulation works? And of course, is ET trying to contact me? That's a good one. Yes, yeah. I thought I, I thought this was great. I'm not particularly motivated to try it, but it it was it really um, hit the spot as far as understanding what it's all about. You know, I thought it was really well done show and extremely well managed and choreographed as well. Uh, absolutely, yes. The, um, I would like to know, among other things. Um, the oh where to start where to start let's see let's see what was i thinking yeah the the frequencies versus um yeah the wavelength yeah focus on that focus on david whitman's one for the next one that's what i would suggest and how try and try and help people because unvisualize what's going on when you talk to a radio you have this energy wafting from somewhere how does resonance work how that whole, the whole, how radio itself works, how a spark goes from one to the other, uh, you know, a spark, what happens there? Difficult. I'm kind of getting a grasp of that, but it's been one of the most difficult things for me to understand that. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, radio, radio frequencies and radio signals are a strange concept, especially if a physicist comes along and says, well, it's all light after all. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, uh. Yeah. Well, and then how like can the light electric. be? Yeah, how can it be electromagnetic? Is it a beam? Is it a wave? Then, if it's a wave, how can you have multiple waves in the one place at the one time? Because a wave, I found, is a very bad analogy. Because a wave describes something moving, as opposed to it being a thing itself. You think, as a kid, you think a wave at the sea, and you draw a wave, but it's not that. It's talking about somebody. It's it's like the word walking. It's not an actual thing. It's a description of movement. Hopefully, people are going, no, Ken, that's wrong. Well, then <laughs> you can join on to the uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable, which uh, will give you more information about that later on in the show. Stay tuned. The following day was HBR Community News with no comments, Dave. We're either, uh, I don't think we uh, we did a whole lot. 
that deserves we, comments in that one. It's very we fast. Quick and, yeah. Yeah, so Pew, we're quick and non-controversial. <laughs> Just the facts, man. <laughs> Following day, we had an interview with Colin J. Mills, organizer of KW Linux Fest. And this was by Bob Junkman. And I had not heard about this fest. Very, very nice. Kitchwater, uh, Kitchener Waterloo Linux Fest 2017. Yeah, it sounded really good, didn't it? I hadn't quite appreciated it was fairly small, 70 yeah, or 80, nice. I think he said. But but that's that's good. That's cozy. I don't it see sounded, that as a bad sounded thing. Good. Don't see no, that no, as a bad thing. No, no. Absolutely not. No, no. And it's around the uh, the lug of that area as well, I think, isn't it? From yeah. Pretty what cool. I gathered. So, yeah, it sounds like a great, great setup. More I hadn't appreciated that, that Waterloo is Waterloo University, which is well thought of in the computer science community. Mm, There's things oh, like, yeah. what was it? Waterloo Fortran, Waterloo Basic, Waterloo IMAP, and various other things have come out of there. All right. Did not know this. I think so, yeah. It's had, had a big name, at least in my, my understanding of it. Oh, somebody wants to do a show on that, they, they can, in actual fact. My Quick Tips, episode 01, which, of course, Dave means he now owes me episode 02, which means he owes me a show, <laughs> by, my, by my reckoning, our good friend operator, and a long-time uh, participant here on HPR uh, before that, uh, today with a techie before that, Binrev, for those of you who don't know your history. So, um, ad blocker, which is always a good thing, cash litter box tips, very, very good um uh, how to collect leaves and other free stuff electronic dumper diving and some shaving tips i like this i like this it was it was uh quite hpre i thought yeah yeah it's i've always liked this sort of thing it's sort of a, a mixture of stuff i've discovered or today i learned and, and those sorts of things it's it's always good to pass on these tips some of them can be real gems and what i particularly liked was the variance in audio um and that's you have to remember, folks. Here, and I'm not saying the audio was bad, but it wasn't recorded perfectly in a perfect studio with people talking in perfect sounds. And now you're listening to a quick tip. No, it was just a quick tip. You were there. You were getting the quick tip. That's what HBR is about. Our greatest enemy here, Dave, is procrastination, as you well know. And the friend of procrastination is perfection. Yes, so, yeah. perfectionism is a, yeah. it's a bad thing. Yes, yes. So if you're sitting there, uh, if you're sitting there, I was thinking, um, yeah, well, we talk about it later when, when the HBR um, New Year show was on about, um, you know, people passing on and stuff. And uh, I was thinking to myself, Folks, you know, when you pass away, um, uh, as will happen, if you record shows for HPR, they will be available in perpetuum as long as at least the archive.org is around. And I know that HPR as a website has been around for quite a long time, but um, there's probably more chance of archive.org sticking around. And you never know, there's aliens downloading uh, the, <laughs> the archive.org as we speak. So, yes, if you want immortality or as close as we can get, then uh, record a show for HBR. Maybe not catchy. That's a good one. That's a good. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I can yeah. see that going on the list of why you should do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. The following day, we had building lineage OS by Brian um, of the clay pot thing, and a very very nice uh, little run through of uh, lineage OS, which I I didn't get running myself. So. Um, I will try that again, which is the follow-on from um, CyanogenMod. 
Yes, yes. And it's uh, since I've looked at it now, it's a lot more stable. So um, you might want to give that a little look as well. It it was an interesting. Yeah, I was particularly interested in this. That I was slightly daunted at the prospect of building it myself. I have to say, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely something to be looked looked into. I've got something called Revolution. Is it or something? Revolution Remix, which is a yeah. cyanogen version on mine. But my son did it for me, so... <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, uh, the following day, Managing Tags on HPR Episodes-1, dash which comes out as Episodes-1, which sounds improper when the text-to-speech does it. But uh, no, it's correct. And this is about the tags and how the way we're currently doing tags bugs Dave so much that he's done three shows. All right, Dave, make your point, why don't you? What? What? You think there should have been more shows? Oh, right. Okay, then. I do, actually, Dave. Yes. Well, well done for volunteering. <laughs> I think, well, as I said in the in the show, we we could do with a, some database shows, actually. We could, um, actually. We could yeah. very much do with database shows, especially... The difference between uh, the various types of database uh, databases, assets versus base, um, SQL versus no SQL, light little topics, a bit like what um, JWP did for file systems there, you know, light little topics. Take them and just sprinkle a bit of, of uh, you know, if you're doing nothing more than going to Wikipedia and reading out the first paragraph, just enough to give people a flavor. Yes. Yes. So, yes, there were some comments on this one. Uh, Mike was, Ray yep. said, um, he said, uh, see show 1569, he said, and pointed to, to and that was his show, how to do a many-to-many relationship And when I was listening database. to this show, I was thinking, oh, oi, Dave, you're in trouble now. Yes, yes. Well, it was, the initial answer was, well, it's in my answer, I think. Did I say it? Anyway, I'll read it out. I said, Read your answer. Sorry, Mike, I, had, I hadn't forgotten your excellent show. It's been in my list of references all along. However, since I started by designing a single show, which then got split into three, references show 1569 got relegated to the last show in the series. I didn't quite appreciate the effect that would have since the three shows were still one in my head. It's As it stands, it looks as if I've disregarded your contribution, whereas... What I'd wanted to do was to move slowly towards it, looking at possible alternatives and showing their advantages and disadvantages along the way. Show 2 is in the queue for the 31st of March and show 3 is still in production. Well, it's, it's, it's sort of in the queue now, in fact. Uh, it'll yeah. be the next show I upload. Oh, so that, uh, Mike replied going, you are a cad, sir. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, listen to the entities. Wherever possible, all database design should be driven by what the entity relationship is telling you, and Mr. Cod should be obeyed. In the case, there are just two entities, show and tags, and the relationships are show can have one or more tags, tag can appear attached to one or more show, which gives rise to a many manual relationship like show dash tags. The show underscore tag underscore effect table has a compound unique key comprised of the key column of the two outside tables show tag that's the pure analytics of the two entries concerned entities concerned i can't think of any processing constraints like speed or storage that will compel that relationship to be compromised as you said in part one this is a small database indeed um i should just say that mike's diagram 
of show and tag was supposed to have greater than and less than sounds ah. on it, but the comment system took them away. So God, I hate yes. that comment system <laughs> so yes. much. Yes. It just screws everything over. Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, I think we come on to that later, do we? No, we don't. Oh, yeah, right. Do it now. The common system um, doesn't understand HTTPS, and we're serving HTTPS from the website, which we don't actually know anything about. Can't turn it off because it's part of the control panel thing that's, uh, that we're given. And because it doesn't understand HTTPS, we get all these PHP errors coming through, which look ugly and horrible. So in order to get around that, uh, we can't disable HTTPS, but now we have disabled a special page that if you come through via HTTPS, then you get redirected to a page saying, no, we don't have a HTTPS version of the site. Of course we do that. Then we get emailed by Google to say, hey, did you know that now every single link on your website has turned out to be a 404 error because we're Google and we decide everybody should use HTTPS, which I guess is correct, but it's kind of pointless if your whole show is about um, spreading knowledge and making sure everybody has access to it. But Ken, don't you realize that some people might want to view some content via HTTPS on the HPR website because they don't want anybody to know what subversive stuff they're reading. And I suppose they have a point. Yes, 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 yes. It's it's just a, it's just a mess. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is. And we're, uh, we're thinking, I am actually listening to Dave's comment tag uh, show to see how that turns out because I'm like one straw away from... Uh, breaking the camel's back type thing or one one drop away from overflowing the bucket on getting rid of uh, the common system and doing something completely different yeah having but some means a, of commenting is is important but this particular implementation ain't, oh, ain't good sucks. sucks 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 anyway moving on my custom rss and security feed which is actually quite interesting by operator again and he um, has a RSS feed amalgamated uh, down so that he can scrape some of the sites that don't have the feeds on them, which is a good way to do it. And he gives us access to his uh, scripts on the website. Do you want yes. to read a comment? Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, Windigo says, good idea. I've run to this with some of the RSS, RSS feeds I've subscribed to and had never thought about creating a secondary refeeder feed to fix it. Brilliant. So, yeah, it's, it is it's quite a great clever. idea. Yeah. Yes, we have yeah, clever yeah. people on this network, Dave. Present company <laughs> excluded. And uh, then nobody, nobody it like begins. The following day, New Year Show, Episode 1. 5150 talks about home network and guns, which... <laughs> Yep, that'll be 5150, all right. Red J talks about early days of computing, and here's somebody who uh, joined us as a regular host. And uh, Carnegie, Carnegie, what? Can you Kagana, Kagana, I think it is. It's, it's, it's from the word Kaga, from Catalan, which means uh, the uh, the nasty stuff that, that people do in toilets and stuff. Ah, um, very good. So it's, uh, it's, it's the same as in English, uh, caca means the same thing. I was brought up with that as a word to mean that you wanted the toilet. And uh, so it's the same root, I think. 
So. That's the uh, where the the cuck uh, in in South Africans is the word for uh, a uh, yeah poop or dunny or something like that yeah. cuck house. Yep, they say yeah. here. I think is it's it? it's it's common amongst many many European derived languages. Okay, the U.S. Air Force booze food. Uh, CPAP machines, CP, oh yeah, yeah, machines, earliest memories, early days of computing, nice ways of mobile computing, and DRW's early days of computing on Linux. And I will avoid any comments about all of these could have been shows in their own right and move on to the next show where we waste even more episodes. <laughs> On one HVR show. Uh, KD Neon, Steamship Virginia. And that uh, that I've seen coming through in the feeds. We should actually, on Oddcast Planet, there, who is it that, that talks about that? It's that Handsome sh- Pirate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Handsome Pirate should, in actual fact, do a dedicated show to that. Um, Arthur Foss is another tugboat. Uh, tablet Computing, Ham Radio, Ham Radio. Ham in the oven. See what they did there. Booze, fraternities, uh, Linux Fest, remembering uh, Matthew Willem, Williams. Uh, Rob Youngman mentions the, oh God, Kitchener Waterloo f- of Fest, yeah, which we had there. Fixing audio with a computer with Beats Audio. Open Linux community. Linux desktops, more Linux desktops, mobile OS. Gordon loves KDE. Oh, yes, he did. And Duo Lingo. And uh, Clinton Roy says some interesting stuff but gave up on the conversation turned to rape on college campuses should have actually sticked around for a little bit longer and that that uh i i've been thinking about that and i think hpr if you have experiences uh yourself um of that and would like to share that with the community then that is definitely something that would be of interest to hackers and we would if you're um, if you're not willing to do it, uh, the show yourself, or, or don't want to do the show yourself, and just want to write it out, we'll have we can always have somebody um, read the show out for you or narrate it. Um, and you can also always submit stuff to HPR anonymously um, if you want to share your experiences on that or any other topics uh, around that sort of thing or of that you would not feel comfortable um, sharing or having other people know. We can always have uh, people do it anonymously uh, for you in your stead. Cool. Yep. The following day was the New Year show episode three. Uh, Carrie Fisher, voting politics, searches, Wikipedia for news, Pizzagate, uh, why we love Linux, text editors, forum fun, coffee is great, making money from C software, free software in the workplace, single board computers. And there were two comments. Do you want to do these? Yes. Clinton Royd says, and I gave up on this one about 20 minutes in when birtherism came up. I really like the concept of the New Year show, but it feels like it's gone completely off the rails. Well, you give people free speech and they will freely speak, especially after a few beers. Um, although the, the birtherism thing, I really did have to look up that. Um, and I must say, as an outsider, don't, no, nobody go annoyed or anything. I mean, it's like the Fahrenheit Celsius thing, right? I, I just don't understand it properly, yeah? So if somebody could do me a show why that's important, because for everybody else in the world outside of the US, nobody cares. You're a citizen of the country. I don't see why you can't be president of the country. That's not me pulling the piss. That's me asking the question. Why, if you're a citizen of a country, can you not be president of the country if you're born outside of the country just by virtue of birth? That seems 
to be in a democracy that seems to be completely sort of monarchy thing to do well low by virtue of birth you get to rule the country by virtue of place of birth you don't get to rule the country it seems a bit strange so somebody wants to do a show about that that would be great keeping politics out of it that would be also great okay i'd certainly like to hear a breakdown of what the hell is 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 being being put forward there's i think the term conspiracy springs to mind but leave that there i think well it's Oh, well, I think it comes down to that he was—he wasn't born on U.S. soil, so therefore he can't be president or, or lied or whatever. So I don't see the magnitude of the of the thing, of the. Um, I think it's—I don't know. Somebody do a show on it. Shall we move on? And uh, the the next comment on that show is uh, fact check about Scotland uh, Brexit. So this is a little bit of. Um, a correction and there were many things i would have liked to correct in that new year show but this one um scotland voted in and this is coming directly from the bbc uh, scotland politics page resulting uh, in an article written immediately after a referendum and i quote scotland has voted in favor of the uk staying in the eu by 62 percent to 38 percent and all 32 council areas backing to remain so yes 100 percent of scotland's council's areas remote uh backed to remain however i don't think that matters it's the 62 percent to 38 percent that matters anyway also uh turnout was 67 percent so that still leaves a lot of people who didn't vote and a lot of people who voted to leave the e uh the eu so just to clear that one up yes okay and if you are listening to this and there was anything on any of the hpr shows that uh you feel should be rectified please feel free to record a show and do so okay the following day was new year episode new year's eve episode four which was pine 64 laptop uh eight six versus arm arm devices and nas uh devices uh retropy how should you consume your video content? Jonathan Nadu has a book. New York traditions. 3D printing fun. Car talk. Fireworks and Disney. Exploring the US. Beer talk. Black arch. Old hard disks and old cars. And there were no comments on this. Dave, do you have anything to say? I don't really know. No, there's, there's, there's the, there was a vast quantity of stuff there. <laughs> it's it was, hard to summarize. It's a bit like listening, <laughs> sitting at a bar and just listening to people chat. This is... This is uh, the New Year show. You shouldn't really get too overly worked up. It's a different. It's it's a social event. It ain't it ain't meant to be a typical HPR show. It's a it's a social event where all where HPR and people who are into podcasting can get together and shoot the breeze for a while. The following I, day, um, sorry, go on. I was just going to say that I was slightly daunted by these things because they they looked so huge as they were they were in the queue there and i was thinking i was sort of semi-dreading listening to them for the for them being long and rambling i actually found them pretty much all fascinating so yes uh, that's really my main comment i i normally listen to every show uh, as they come out i come out of work and i go down the ramp and i go walking over to the bus and the first thing i do is look at my podcast uh, podcatcher or HPR, and then I play that. And these ones, I just, I just had to, uh, yeah. 
I don't know, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be HBR Community News now next week. I better start listening to them. But then it was just quite easy following some of them. Some of the topics didn't float my boat so much, but more of them were, were quite kind of cool. I did get a lot out of each of the episodes, it has to yep. be said. Yep, yep, that's it. Coffee and tea, Screwy 50s ISP, home networking, single board computers, which were all great, uh, Vcore 2, Blacksmith, Banana Pie, Pine64, crowdfunding fun, Linux Fest, Google, police stories, and more funding and single board computers. Then the next day was the last one. And yet more uh, Singapore computers, spoken languages, programming languages, open source creative podcasts, synaptic drivers, uh, search.codeforsale.com, some uh, enlightenment love, blender love, the Ubuntu phone is to die in 2017, question mark. Can we trust Google uh, programming Ubuntu touch with Lazarus, GPD win and CES. And then there was one one comment I nearly made it all the way through this one. There is some interesting content on Lazarus IDE project from Clinton Roy. Yes, I agree with that one too. Lazarus is is um, fun actually. I I used it a few years ago when I was working. That's um, the Pascal not, replacement, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's the free Pascal uh, with a, a sort of front end um, IDE uh, um, facility, so you can generate some pretty nice code. I just yeah. wrote a little database thing in it for for the help desk at work, and um, uh, yeah, I, it's a real. I'm a I've used Pascal for many many years. Used to teach it a little bit uh, yeah. at one time, and um, so it was. I thought it was great, but I've stopped using it. It's. Yeah. I should. I'm almost tempted to go back and start uh, having a look at it again. Actually, from the discussions that I heard on the, on this show, particularly, yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, I wrote my thesis in. Uh... In on a, you know related to a Pascal program, I'm very tempted. It's just so bad when I look at the code. I'm very tempted to uh, redo it again. You know, just this is how you should have done it. <laughs> Thirty year old uh, myself from when I was young. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've I've got I've not written thesis on it, but I it was the main language that I used that we had to use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On That's a, what I mean. On um. I, I was in charge of a VMS Vax cluster, deck Vax, Vax cluster, yeah. and Pascal was the primary language at that time for doing anything of any great consequence on it. You know, unless you went into their assembler, which we didn't have access to, um, then you know Pascal seems odd now, but Pascal was the language they recommended. It was the one that was most completely implemented on VMS back in the uh, mid '80s. So there you go. I remember, um, yeah, I did a, I had to program into a, some sort of ID card, uh, at the time I was trying to do a simulator that would you know, do something on the screen as a computer was working at the same time, you know, program, it was a ID, uh, PLC programmable logic controller, um, simulator that you could, uh, simulate the programs on, on PLCs on the computer first before you, you put them into a machine, but it was kind of, it uh, was kind of cool uh, it worked and then we brought it downstairs for my presentation and then of course it never worked which <laughs> fucking annoying but anyway moving on we had lots of comments about uh, oh the next day was how to make a stencil cutting and using a stencil made of thick foil hosted by ein bean and this was their first show and i think uh, i think yeah i think we should actually change that okay 
and how you cut out a stencil. Very nice episode and how you make it, how you uh, use it. And Clinton Roy says, thank you. This is great. Thank you for uploading. You did the next. And then Bob Youngman said, um, said consultant, strangely, but I think he filled in the wrong bit of the form. Sis says, hi, Ina Bina. Um, and I should say that uh, she is a, a contributor on uh, GNU Social, as is Bob. Um, so so we sort of semi-know one another uh-huh, already. That's it. Um, so she's, he says, do you have a template file for that anarchist carrot image, uh, an SVG or XCF or an OGG or even a PDF? Thanks, he says. And to which, she, to which she replied, hey, Bob, here's the German download page for political arts stencils. <laughs> Some pretty cool ones in there, it has to be said. Link in the show notes. Yes, Brian says, food not bombs. That's one of the food not bombs logos. Sierra could dunk, said PH. And Be Easy says, welcome, new host. Thanks for the new episode. It was well done and easy to follow. The process you described reminded me of a silk screening class I took long ago. I think I'll try this out sometime soon. Keep the episodes coming. Bob said, thanks for the link. And you mean there's a lot of good design motifs on that page. And Droops says, very cool. I'm doing this with the kids tonight. My wife has a cricket, but it's way more fun using knives. That's that's one of these cutting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wheel things, is it? Is that what it you is? You can it? program them in and it, uh, it's like a little needle that goes across and cuts them. Oh, it's like right, a right, inkjet right. printer. Or, you know, a dot matrix printer that goes over and back and there's a needle that cuts the things out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's rather cool. That's cool in itself. You should tell us that. Is. That is. That's a show all by <laughs> itself there, Droopy-Doo. El Drooperino, the Droopsy. Yeah. It's, yeah, very want, good. Yeah. Very good show. I just wanted to say I thought this was a, was a great show. I never thought to use an OHP foil as a stencil. Um, I'm currently making a stencil so I can label my uh, bins um, with the number of my house, and oh, I'm making it out cool. of. I've got a roll of mylar sheet from an old graph plotter. Being a, a hoarder, they somebody bought a roll of mylar for doing a really fancy plot on a on a drum plotter many 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 years ago. And when they finished it, they said, uh, "Just throw that in the bin, would you?" And it didn't go in the bin. It went to my oh. house. And it's perfect for stencils. It's really strong. You can't tear it or anything. So anyway, that's just me. Excellent, Dave. Excellent show. Well done. The following day, we had a show about model rocketry by Steve Sainer. What an absolute excellent episode. I was thinking to myself, Dave, when I was listening to this, I first of all didn't think, well, I looked at the duration and I thought to myself, surely you cannot make a show 54 minutes long about a subject of model model rocketry and how wrong I was proven. This is possibly, people should possibly refer to this if you've been a lecturer in a college. This is the show that you should refer to to say this is how you should give a lecture. Lots of information, very clear, very concise and very logical, nice logical build-up. I really, really enjoyed this show. Yes, I I looked at the length as well and thought, wow, that's, uh, I don't know, will I make it through? <laughs> Being one who does longest shows as well, I shouldn't do that. But but I it just, the time just whizzed past. I thought it was fascinating. And I was thinking at the end, no, there's got to be, yeah. But he covered all the topics. I thought, I'm very, you know, it's, you have the feeling after the show that he's just skimmed the surface of 
uh, of uh, the whole thing and that he could have gone on for several hours and I wish he did on the history on on various different aspects that he covered in it but a very very good introductory show if you wanted if you ever wanted an example of how to do an introductory show to a topic this is it there's plenty of information in there got everybody interested in it and I came away from that thinking oh gosh I, I wouldn't I the last thing I need is yet another hobby however it would be cool if there was an open day somewhere here to be, you know, to take the kids and go down and uh, have a look at that. I think it would be awesome. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. And Christopher M. Hobbs says, uh, as a comment, excellent show and detailed show notes. This was exactly what I needed. My son has been asking me about model rockets for a long time, and I wasn't sure where to start looking for information. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be a club in my area, but I may have some friends who would let me launch on their property. It may be time to look for a kit. Thanks for the show. See what I mean? See what I mean? This is how you judge shows, Dave, by the impact on the people, not the number of downloads, not the number of likes. This is how you judge a show, the impact on people. Oh, yes, absolutely. This, This is a gem. Absolutely. Alrighty, the good ship HBR. This is the one we've all been waiting for. HBR is a wonderful yet fragile project, completely dependent on a steady flow of shows from hosts, wherein Dave Morris describes it as a leaky boat. And how do we fix the problem? And what we want is basically a nice steady line that the number of shows going out equals the number of shows coming in. Yep. Let's do the do the comments. Shall I yeah. shall I start with uh, with Tony Tony Hughes um, who says hi Dave I enjoyed the show about the history and workings of HPR I did a slot about HPR at Manchester Bar Camp last year and during the talk likened HPR to a bar camp of the airwaves as just like a bar camp as long as it's legal and you can you make it clear if it's family friendly or not you can talk on any topic you have a passion for and you want to share with the listeners. Maybe that could be a new tagline, HPR, the bar camp of the podcast world. Excellent. Love it. And what I yeah. think, what I would like to hear from people is uh, suggestions for those uh, taglines, because what we could do is maintain a list on the HPR website that every time you go to it, or every day at the top of feed, we can replace it with one-liners like that. HPR, the longest-running podcast. HPR, the bar camp of the uh, podcast world hpr crowdsourcing uh podcast since before crowdsourcing was a word you know that sort of thing yeah that's that's a great idea that's a great idea and then that that could that could those sorts of things would go well in a tllts uh, um advertisement or whatever we call it yep uh dave you replied thanks uh tony and thanks for telling manchester bar camp about hpr Great. Go for it. Nightwise says, how about a Dropbox folder? One of the things you could do to make the recording process simpler is to have something like a Dropbox folder that people can send their shows to straight from their phones when they're done. That way you have a one-button upload without having to develop an app right now. The second thing I would find cool is if there was a Telegram or Voxer channel for HPR listeners and hosts that way we could talk to each other and in a pinch these audio conversations could also be used as a show. Interesting, interesting thought. Um, Murashed says, a very interesting show. I really enjoy the history and statistics. It would be nice to have a page in the HPR site that lets uh, 
you see a bunch of these stats as they change. I also think that a store would be great depending on the type of gear sold. For example, t-shirts, hoodies are a must, but there should also be cool things like Raspberry Pi kits, supplies for building some of the projects you were mentioning on the shows. Uh, for those who are interested in experimenting and duplicating works of others, maybe something like Hack5 does at thehackshop.com. It's just an example, but that kind of stuff will be cool as well. I also think iOS and Android apps really are needed uh, to happen. It would be great if there was a stream of episodes, uh, let you stream the episodes as well as to contribute them, perhaps incorporating some data on the website into it as well, such as calendar, show notes for the episodes. I don't know, just spitballing. These are some things that I would love to see happen. Thanks for the show. Drips says, new hosts. I don't listen to all of the episodes or keep up as much as I should, but I'm very interested in the new hosts. We should have a page or a tag or email that just indicates when a brand new hosts released their first episode. This would enable me and others to keep track of when someone new posts, and then I can send them encouragement or thank you or feedback. Thank you for this episode. It was very cool hearing the stats. I remember the day when we didn't have an episode. Very good ideas all around. And yeah, actually, do you, do you want to just do your own replies to those? Yes, yes. I just wanted to to uh, have something on record that I uh, commented back rather than just do it on this, this show. I simply I said to Nightwise, interesting ideas, thanks. How to control access to Dropbox, though? Wouldn't it fill up with spam and other junk? was the first thought I had. Mirror Shades, I said, thanks. Some good thoughts to ponder there. And to Droops, I said, yes, the new host alert idea is a good one. Needs some thought. So what I wanted to actually say, Dave, uh, was that when people are thinking about this problem, um, that you stay focused on getting, on will it bring in more hosts and will it make the hosts that we have continue to try and to continue to um, uh, send in shows, you know what I mean? Yes. So yes. I think the I think the one for me, if I look back at all the new episodes that we've had, and be very clinical about this when you're thinking about it, um, is stay focused on will this thing that I'm doing encourage people directly to be a host? And I think we're missing quite a few uh, topics here. Actually, uh, the majority would be. Go around your workplace and ask your fellow colleagues and your fellow workers to do a show for HPR. Ask your family and friends to do a show for HPR. If you see somebody interesting in the street, interview them and ask them to do a show for HPR. Talk to people. And this goes back to the bar camp thing. So I think, you know, you, I, I'm not sure there's a correlation between the number of people that listen to HPR and the number of people who contribute because, you know, by virtue of the fact when we started, nobody knew about HPR and we still had hosts coming in. Um, and over time, the number of people ha coming in have, has remained more or less steady, but the number of uh, listeners that we have has, has dramatically increased over that time. So I'm not 100% convinced that more listeners will um, bring us more contributors. Um Okay. What about, do you think uh, about that? Yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one to completely get your head around. I find anyway. I mean, the awareness of HPR to the potential host community, if you like, is is the key to getting people to contribute. Yeah, um, and partly listening. Will so do you that. need to know that HPR exists in order to contribute in the first place. Is that what you're and saying? you also yes, and you also need to know that you could be a host 
And that even though you think you've got nothing to say, you have got things to say because everybody is interesting to, to somebody. You know, there's there's always the the the, the hum, humanity at large has got many many stories to tell to other other people, and so you know, getting that message across to to people, um, as you say, whether it's friends, family, colleagues. Saying, "Oh, that's interesting. Maybe you should you should record that and turn it into an HBR show," is is the sort of thing that we need to be proselytized, if you want. Yeah, I think Tony is on on the ball though, because we did. There was a period of time when a few years ago when we were going to every Linux festival. We had a table at every Linux festival, and if we can do that, if we can get people to sponsor people to be at those tables so if you go in anyway that there will be people who will sponsor you know t-shirts and sponsor tables and give the money that way i don't really want to be doing money here on, on the hpr website because if we do that then we need you know there's always a question of accounting and finances and that that then takes my time away and your time away from you know getting more people to record podcasts so it could actually have a negative effect but what we've always done in the past and i think we've we've stopped doing it a little bit has been going to the shows and i think that's a great thing get hpr's official media sponsors to a particular show so if there's a show coming up this year that you're going to go to let's get us as an official media sponsor let's interview the people beforehand promoting the show get more people in get a table uh have the booth kits going around and talk to people there because the people who are bothered to come to a linux fest or to a hack fest or to a whatever fest are people who are by definition interested in the sort of stuff that we're into what do you reckon yes i agree i agree and promotional materials that that you know we could we people could hand out at such things would would also be an advantage um, yes, and uh, the, we we do need the background videos. We need a, a video explaining HPR. We need promos explaining HPR. We need more banners. We need business cards so that people are armed with the swag that they need to go to these Linux Fest. And I think that's our, not necessarily Linux Fest, but, you know, walk around and go, here, we're HPR and we're doing this. Uh, do you want to be interviewed or do you want to do it yourself? Promote your project. Talk to your local mail, mailing list. If you're involved in a, in a, in a small, computer project or even a big computer project get them to do the release announcements as as shows here in hpr you know we talk to people is essentially the the best way one-to-one actual conversations anyway that's enough about that um we were joined by kdg how are you doing kdg he's muted now because i Uh, fine (laughs) sorry about that we were in the middle of a very heated conversation there and uh, um, we're just going through the shows now we're up to episode this year 2256 modular game scaling which was by eric dumel Duhamel. yeah and it was nice to get a short podcast after the long series of long podcasts <laughs> Yes, yes, I can't disagree. And it was an interesting approach to um, how to think about uh, gaming, actually, that you need how to pass uh, that a game is actually three different things working in harmony with each other. And uh, so it's pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, more on this it would certainly be, be appreciated by me, I can tell you. It's, I liked it because it was uh, a bit like a little chat to myself to get it 
I have these conversations with myself from time to time to get something clear in my own head. And why not record that and put it onto HPR as a show? Indeed. And Tony Hughes, who I'm hoping is feeling better, um, had a bit of a stroke, apparently. Um, but still able to do a HPR show, which is absolutely excellent. Uh, so all our best wishes are with you, Tony. And it's on the Distro What OS uh, for a Acer Aspire laptop, which I have here in bits on my... Um, I have bits of an uh, um, Acer Aspire 1 laptop as well. And I'm missing a hard disk and a hard disk cable. So if anybody has a hard disk and hard disk cable that they want to sell me uh that would be awesome or if somebody wants a acer aspire one for spare parts then drop me a line cool it was yeah. my favorite laptop ever because you could just take it out plug it in it always worked it was excellent yes those uh i enjoyed netbooks it's a great time so the next day we had oh were there any comments on that show let me just check no, no comments on either of those two shows, which is a bit sad. Um, and that is one thing that really encourages people is commenting on their show. That absolutely, um, absolutely excellent idea. I'm not a hundred percent as uh, in favor of likes and dislike buttons because, or even statistics, as I've said before. Although we have committed to putting statistics up on the website. Um, because the, you can't really measure a contribution of a HBR show by uh, by statistics alone. There you go. No, 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 no. It's it's just just that numbers numbers people like numbers. I like numbers. It's just nice to see a, to do, a table of, of stuff. So. Some 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 people like numbers, Dave. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, we're probably going to do something anyway. Yes, no, no, we've committed to doing it. It's just we haven't got around to because um, it involves logging and that uh, is not ideal at the minute how we get those logs out. Um, so the following day we had by Bill November Foxtrot Mike, Zulu 1, Miller, and it's Killer Kilbasa. Kilbasa, is that right? That's right, yep. And I had to Google what... Uh, Killer Kilbasa was. Actually, I duck duck gold it, but you can't say duck duck gold as easy as you can Google. Anyway, yes, it's like a sausage. Oh, and Clinton Roy says I had to do a bit of Googling, but uh, Kilbasa is some sort of Polish sausage, which can be uh, of any sort of meat, non American uh, perspective. And when you say jelly, I think you mean some sort of jam, uh, uh, except take all the fruit out. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know about that one, but the, the kielbasa is—I'd I'd heard of it, um, but uh, I had neighbours, Polish neighbours, so maybe it was from them. But yeah. it just means just means sausage. In in uh, there's many types of kielbasa, so never heard of it before. There you go. Okay. And Zog said, "Little Smokies, my family recipe. We use a little smoky sausage." Uh, cocktail sausages from my English brethren and a jar of grape jelly or grape jam and a bottle of barbecue sauce and he's got a link to the recipe I think the confusion might be that in in the English English then jelly does actually mean a jam um, you know where you boil fruit with sugar and stuff and you're taking all the bits out so it's a completely clear thing like like the Americans jello jelly yeah. where whereas I think Americans mean any form of um, of jam, as we would call it. 
So well, there's a show right there for somebody to do the intricacies of uh, that would that would be fun. Yep. And then the next day, John Culp did a show about HBR two two one two on a response to sorry on a response to HBR show two two one two, which was about mini discs. And this was a nice uh, trip down memory lane with John DJ Extraordinaire that he was. Yes, it was fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, John's really done some interesting things. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's seen some stuff I wrote down here. I think uh yeah, I I think there would be there's three comments to the show, but um I think it might be a series actually. Stuff I've done podcast. Yeah, indeed. So Droops says, do, do, yep, shall I do that far ahead, yep. Jump Jumped in on top of you there. Mini Disc, he says, the more I hear about these things, the more I think I missed out. Yep. So um, Dave Morris says, hey, interesting. This was a cool device you had and some interesting stories. Do I really write like that? <laughs> yes, Dave, you do. Right with an owned, oh, hey, the news. No, it's more like, my son owned a mini disc Walkman which still exists. I was prompted to look. That's how you sound in my head, anyway, Dave. <laughs> I was prompted to look for it today and found it. Um, and found it. Discovered it was still working. He doesn't want it, so I must see what can be used for. What it can be used for. I don't know why I'm doing your bits. Okay. That was me jumping in uh, yeah, to, exactly. to do the first one. Um, Jonathan Culp says, Mini Disc Walkman. Thanks for the comments, guys. Sorry I've been so silent with shows and comments lately. Just really busy at work. I bet he is, yeah. Um, I think the Sony Walkman Mini Disc had a much slimmer profile than my Sharp MD702, so it might work pretty well as an actual Walkman where you're carrying it with you while you walk around. You could also record a show on it. Have fun. Oh, you see what he did there, Dave. Oh, he did it. He did it. (laughs) But oh, yes, have you all trained up? And that's how everybody else should be thinking. Get more hosts in. Everything is an opportunity to get more hosts in. There's no excuse. Every Android phone comes with the ability to record sound. Press send an email. Record. Press share. Type in email. Type in admin at hackerpublicradio.org. Job done. I I was thinking that. Really, we, we could do with a, a better summary of what has been done, you know, just a very, very brief l- pick of some of the things that people have done, the original things that people have done for HBR, just to, 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 to get the creative juices flowing when Absolutely, people are thinking yeah. about what to do, you know. This is the promotional material. We should do more of that. Absolutely. Yep. And managing tags for HBR episode two, no comments. So this one, you are you're taking it more. I want to probably wait until three before we go into this in more detail. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. It's um, it's it's de- it's it's pretty detailed, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And okay. we need more database shows, absolutely, without a doubt. We do, we do. Yes, yes, yes. So shall we then? do the other comments for the ones that happened on previous months. Indeed. So I, I've actually lined them up this time, I think. Ooh, uh, let's see. So, what's happening? Then so, fighting words there now. Let's <laughs> see how you do. Yeah. So we had 2178. There's a comment on that from 5150. And the show was um, about? It was uh, Tlatu's Dice Mixer one, where he it built was the a gorgeous Dice Mixer. Dice. Yep. Yep, yep. It was... A rather wonderful thing. And 5150... And slightly expensive thing, too, unfortunately. Yes, yes. 
think we had the conversation that I would have liked to have bought one, but they're too expensive, especially with shipping. Anyway, the term tin horn gambler refers to a tin and leather dice mixer carried by gentlemen gamers in the Old West. You are a really good salesman, Klaatu, even though I neither tabletop game nor participate in dice-based games of chance. Based on your description, I I sort of want one of these now. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, he would be, we would all be doomed if, uh, if Klaatu was a, was a, uh, was a, um, sales capitalist. <laughs> yes. And the, the etymology of tinhorn is, a, is a fascinating one, actually. I didn't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd love there to be an etymology show here. Love it. Even, and if there's a, uh, Creative Commons etymology podcast that somebody wants to promote, do record an introduction and send in a sample episode. Indeed. So the next uh, comment was uh, on Windigo, uh, who was commenting on building a soundboard Android app with App Inventor, which was done by Droops. And he says, fantastic. You had me at advanced fart app. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, think, yes, yes. Quite a few others, perhaps, as well. Indeed, indeed. And... We do the next. Do you do the next one? Next one is on two two six podcasts. I listen to comment. Yes, yeah. um, bookworm says thanks and sorry, Reg. Thanks for the good shows. I've been looking for a podcast manager for my Android phone and tried Podkicker. I'm currently using the free version. I've been using it since about a week after your show aired. I have every intention of supporting the developer and buying the paid version. What a great little app. I'll also be checking out some of the podcasts you mentioned. Uh, sorry, the sorry is for my taking so long to reply. Now, don't worry about that. HPR is timeless. That's what we're saying. And then we had a comment on musings of a novice TV uh, cord cutter. This is by our Reggie. And it was uh, by Regina. Loved it. Thanks for all the information and great advice. So the next one was... The next one community news. was community news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was... We, we, we should have done this one last time, I think. We recorded on the 4th, and we somehow missed this one. Ah. Uh, come in on the 3rd, but never mind. This was, I won't read it out because it's very, very detailed, but basically it's Crayon, who who does, who, who uh, I'd love to boss. hear from. Yeah, he's got, this This bot is brilliant. It's really, I use it really every good. Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ogbot runs on the, on IRC, and it takes commands where you can do searches and things and, and, and all manner, manner of other cool things. So, uh, he, he demonstrates how it can be used to uh, do a, a topic search um, for the word raspberry. So um, yeah, it's 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 very well, very title clever. actually. Yeah. So you type uh, ogbot. Og title. Uh, so yes. type og tab and then hpr space ti or tle um, dash i for probably case raspberry and then it'll uh, show you all the Raspberry Pi episodes. And what I use it for is hpr-eps EP, uh, EPS works as well. And then it will show you uh, if there how many episodes are in the queue. And uh, it also, <laughs> by virtue of the fact it does that, uh, if there are any messages for me, it'll uh, the Ogbot or Botley will come up saying, oh, Ken, you're back online and give me my messages. So I kill 
two birds with one stone, is there? That's very good. He he does say he needs to do an episode on Ogbot. Oh I, yes, I definitely, definitely recommend that he does do that. Certainly Absolutely. be listening. And Alpha Thirty Two left a um, left a comment on hoarding Raspberry Pis, which made us all jealous. And his comment is uh, this was um, by Be Easy, who had a like a stack of Raspberry Pis. Uh, like a little mini tower block. Great show, but it seems the HPR robot voice think you're holding raspberry piss. <laughs> that just made, I, I enjoyed listening to the to the, thing, the fact that it did that in the first place. But this remark was wonderful. I just laughed out loud at this one. Brilliant. Cool, cool, cool. Um, mind you, from the the pedantic point of view, it does indicate that use of apostrophes in um, plurals is a good thing. So, yeah, sorry, yeah. You're <laughs> Strict, strictly. <laughs> yes, I must do a show on on this. It, I did test it actually. If you put an apostrophe in it, does it right? So that proves the point. I'm giving some IT help here in the background. Um, Yes, you need to do a show on the apostrophes. And another one on the... You sent me an email on wither, weather, and weather at one stage, which needs to be a show. Or was that a show? (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that. It's it's in my You have sent me an email, Dave. People, I I suffer. (laughs) I suffer from Dave. (laughs) Correcting emails. And I keep trying to find that. And... uh, I can't find the email again, and I have to go Google and then, uh, or go look up DuckDuckGo actually, and uh, try and find out exactly what it is. So if you could do a show on weather, 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 we'll find that email and you can just read it verbatim, <laughs> so everybody can get a view into your mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We, I thought we were trying to promote HBO, not uh, kill it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's great if. If you're if you want to know stuff, you know I don't want to be deliberately using the wrong word. Uh, I'm not as so annoyed about it that uh, you with dyslexia you just realize at a particular point in time you're going to make mistakes. But I don't actively go out of the way to make mistakes. So um, yep, I'll go show on that would be great. When to use an apostrophe, when to use s, that would also be cool. It's it's something that I've tried to teach myself. Because I don't like getting that sort of thing wrong, so yeah, yeah, yeah. be happy to happy to share. Cool. That you happy to do a show? Yeah, just just uh, confirming I'm, I'm, that there. Yeah, I'm always. Well, I've got this database right, which yeah, is full yeah. of sh- full of show ideas. So um, you're not going to shut me up, you know. I'm just going to keep mm, on doing them until until I drop. So. The only way to stop Dave is by getting more people to record shows, and then we can keep them out of the queue. So. If you, true, true. If, you, if you if you don't actually want to hear a show like that, then you know the best thing you can do is record a show yourself and send it into HPR. Yeah, when you look at look at March and you see that that bastard did three yeah, three yeah, shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you want to shut him up, surely? Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> is it three or even yeah three four even? Uh, Where four. are they? Email uh, they 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 they. they, they. Have you the not mailing list. Ref- there was no mailing ref- list. There were. Have you not refreshed the uh, the notes lately? I have, Dave. I have refreshed the notes, and there they are. Because I forgot to add them to the thing earlier on today, but yeah, okay. Then I remembered. So we had the sad news that uh, Frank Delaney, who was uh, the host of the Ulysses Rejoice podcast about um, 
James Joyce has passed away and Mike Ray sent us in a message uh, to relay that information. Oh, yeah, very sad. He's, he yeah. was a great, great fellow. Enjoyed listening to, not, I never listened to that particular show, but some of his other ones I listened to a lot. Cool. Well, not cool, but okay. Uh, amateur Radio Roundtable, how to proceed. So I'll read it verbatim as we need to. First Roundtable episode is out, and since about two weeks ago, it seems to be good, and we need to plan for the next steps. I propose this is... Um, this is uh, Michael Miri DL Delta Lima for Mike Golf Mike talking here. Okay. Um, the first round table episode is out since about two weeks, and it seems like a good time to plan the next steps. I propose keeping using the Etherpad, which is linked there, uh, for coordination of show notes and preparations. Shall we delete the old content and make it official show notes and just keep the link? The intention was to have a more European-friendly recording time for the next one. Would any of the people willing to participate come up with a suitable proposal? Put it in the pad, please, in the edition. Just one second. Regarding the general schedule, with the current fill state of the show queue, hoping that the higher bias level can be maintained, the frequency of schedule recording, finding a free slot, waiting for feedback after it is out, scheduling the next recording, right stretch things out unnecessarily. The question is, are we yet prepared to make this a regular show? Are we willing to commit to more predictable scheduling? I'm thinking of reserving a show slot every two months, targeting recording in the middle in between. That would leave enough room for comments to trickle in until the next recording as well as allow us some time to process, uh, as well as allow some processing time after that. What do you think? Just my notes here. And continuing on, how about occasional including a decoding challenge, some short text that is encoded in the digital mode or some other form that listeners can have a take on decoding it? I have confirmation and support of HPR that such a, a site for riddles where the correct entry would be recorded and counted is basically possible. So do we want that? In whatever way the roundtable will develop, even if it becomes a very relaxed rag-chewing event, I'd like to see it a trigger for all sorts of individual shows on ham-related topics. I further suggest that someone start a new series, What's in My Shack? This could be a very uh, could be a cool entry point for amateur radios to start contributing to HPR. Just tell us about your gear you have in your shack, what you do with it, how to develop how it developed over time, if there are any individual homebrews modified pieces, their own story, and uh, you have a follow up show right there. Now let's try not to lose the positive momentum uh, I felt we had after the first recording and get this wheels spinning further regards michael some excellent ideas there i love the what's in my shack episode everybody should do that and even if you're not a ham but know a ham you can go around with a microphone and record a show with them what do you think that sounds like a great idea actually yes yes there's uh, a lot of scope there and uh then there was some questions because not a lot of people replied back to that um although did you get a message no problem uh this is uh steve replied no problem with the mail uh fail people fail to respond he's gamed for it and so forth so if you want to get involved in the ham radio thing this is something i would really love to uh see up and running 
and have people contribute to. Yes, Absolutely. I think we're done, Dave. I think we're done. Yep, yep. I think um, I don't think there's anything else. Nope. Okay, so tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hacker. You'll be free. Sing it with me. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hacker. You'll be free. I said now join us now and share the software. Oh, you'll be free. You'll be free. (laughs) All right, Dave. Goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) No comment. No comment. (laughs) Bye-bye, Ken. Goodbye, Dave. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.